License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 905 on the Todd and Oz Show. Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale with you today and tomorrow and Friday. Todd Jeffries will be back on Friday. We'd love to hear from you. 512-836-0590 is the phone number here. We've talked about a whole lot of great stuff today, and uh, we've we've heard from a lot of people on a, on a myriad of different topics we're just missing your voice, so give us a call. Uh, Statesman's got an article about the uh, every, everybody's excited about the Candlewood Suites Hotel becoming the Pecan Gardens uh, homeless housing facility. Right? We're all looking forward to that. I, it's I've been waiting for this moment for years and years. Bated breath. Come April, I, they, they claim they're finally gonna you know move move people in. They absolutely Woo! had to get this thing purchased at like nine point what five million dollars, even though it was valued at. Under three million? Well, that's a that's a steal, if you ask me, right? Again, and whatever they, they they paid three times the, the the actual value, they could have paid five. So you're saying it could have been worse? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know about that. I think it's about as bad as it could get. This is one of the most absurd p- purchases in in a while. Uh, it was purchased. I remember. Uh, I, I think Jimmy Flanagan was still the the councilman in that district at the time when they started talking about acquiring it, and they were trying to make some moves. And right around the time that that the council that that seat shifted over to uh, its current council member Mackenzie Kelly, I think that's when uh, they they started moving forward with the purchase, and everybody got mad, and Williamson County sued. Business owners were furious, and the city didn't listen. What? And the city didn't listen. Patrick, that is not the city listens. Send them an email right now. I promise they'll get back. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You tell me right now. I sent a message to uh, blank page Ellis. She's going to write me back. Uh, maybe not Paige Ellis. What about Cheeto? You gonna write me back? Mm, him neither. You can tell me the uh, the mayor's gonna write in. Nobody's you know gonna what? write you back. You're right. Nobody's no gonna, gonna write. Government no doesn't care. Do nope. Uh, the mayor though, Mayor Kirk Watson, he's taken a a tour of of the the Scandalwood Suites Hotel, uh, soon to be known as the. Well, I guess it's now formally known as Pecan Gardens. It's gonna have fifty five year uh, fifty five and up of the residents. I think it's gonna be several dozen living there. Uh, is, 70, is right? I think it's I think it's seventy up to seventy five, and it's uh, fifty five or older are those with disabilities. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, he, it's it sat there for three, four years, three years at least, unused, with a chain link fence around it, just becoming more and more dilapidated. Uh, it had structural problems. People busted in there. They took anything that wasn't nailed down and broke up everything else that was. Uh, so we had to pay to fix that. Uh, and and finally, finally, now in, in April of 2024, it sounds like we're going to be moving in there. Is is, is this going to solve our problems? You think? Uh, well, I think it, it houses 75, and it's a very limited group, right? So, I think there's I don't I've heard numbers up of 10,000 homeless people in in Austin in, on any given day. So 75 seems like a drop in the bucket. So I don't know if it's going to solve anything. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting the <laughs> the city's contract with Family Elder Care for facility operations. And management, it's for 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I, 
Are they that good? Well, that we I can give a 10-year contract? That was my thought when they first entered into this. I'm thinking, well, why go the full 10? Why don't you give them a year or two? And then if it works out, then we'll renew it for another eight or something like that. Yeah, or you know, two-year extensions. Stuff like that. I mean, when you go sign a lease with an apartment, like that's that's a yearly thing. You know, you renew every year if you're a good tenant, mm-hmm. and whatever, all that stuff. But this is a this is a big deal. It's it's very expensive, and of course, they they have to mention this every single time stuff like this comes up. That uh, things like case management, service coordination, and behavioral health services and counseling, they'll be available on site. Only they'll, available. They'll be there. But it's not a requirement. And should it be? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. If, if you're living in uh, you know, a taxpayer-funded facility like that, uh, where you, you basically, I mean, you're, you're, you're finding yourself in, in better fortune than a lot of other people who don't have the opportunity that you're getting now to live under this roof that was once a hotel that we, the taxpayers, spent ridiculous amounts of money to fix up and give you fully furnished rooms. There should absolutely be... Uh, rules and guidelines for, and, and if you don't want to follow them, you don't get to stay here. Sure, and, it, and and one of those should include these services, these case services that we offer. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be every day, but you know, maybe a check in once a week or something like that, just so we can make sure that this housing is actually going to help in the way that they have promised us for years that it's going to help. You know? Yeah, I mean, if the if it's permanent supportive housing, the idea is to get them off the street, get them into a better situation, then. Yeah, you, you go there and you, you engage in these services and those services are designed supposedly to get you out of that situation and make your life better. Well, by golly, you better be required to do that. Yeah. So we can actually prove that this works. I, I mean, it, it, it just, it seems, it's, it seems a fair trade-off, right? If I, with, if I have no say in the matter and you're, you're just going to take my taxes and say, we're going to use it to build this, whether you like it or not, fine at least put some requirements, you know, just, and, and so, so we, as, as the taxpayers can see where our money's going because we often, well, almost exclusively in this town, never really can get the opportunity to do that. What, see how our money is spent? Yeah. Almost exclusively. Patrick, we never get to know how our money is spent. They're never going to let us audit, audit them. Come on. Yeah. 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 I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll fight you hard. They'll, they'll come at you like a, a raging bull. You know, yeah. if if you just uh, if you want if you want an audit, absolutely not. How dare you? What an absurd idea, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I would like to hear from someone who actually thinks that the city's homeless efforts are working. Uh, you, you're seeing things that you're actually pleased with because I know we we we're we're pretty critical of the city's efforts because they're horrible. But what do you? I, I have five one two eight three six zero five ninety as a number. And also, should there be requirements on this new uh, Candlewood Suites Hotel for the residents there? Uh, who they they have to they have to take advantage sometimes of these case management services and other uh, other things that are available to them on on property. Nine sixteen, Todd Nash Show, Patrick Osborne and Brad Swell, and as you heard, the number to call five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Talking a little about the uh, the Candlewood Suites Hotel up there in Northwest Austin on uh, Pecan Park Boulevard, also known as the uh, Pecan Gardens. You, the city of Austin taxpayer, purchased that in uh, early 21, I believe, uh, for a, about $9.6 million. It wasn't even valued at $3 million when they bought it. It sat there uh, just getting run down and being broken into ever since. Finally, though, they've spent a lot of money. They, they've got this big 10-year contract with family elder care, and they're going to get things up and running as of April with 55 and older, I think 78 uh, total housing units for the homeless, fully furnished. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a very nice place. But we asked the question, because as you pointed out, Brad, there's, they're going to have uh, case management services uh, on site. 
there won't be a requirement of it. But as a taxpayer who funded this and, and is funding this housing, should that be a requirement? Say just a once a week check-in or something like that. Something that we could actually get an accounting on whether or not this is really working or if this is just another uh, thing that the, the city has spent money on and then is allowed to languish because people can do whatever whatever they want there. Yeah. You know? I don't think just leaving somebody there with no... I mean, if it's if it's your own home that you've got, you've got to rent a home, an apartment, buy a house, something like that, then fine, do whatever you want. What was the shelter, Northbridge? The Northbridge shelter, yeah, yeah, that was the one that, that I don't know what the latest is on that, but it was a city run sh- a city run place and uh, accusations of drug dealing, prostitution. I think someone died, mm. right? I mean, yeah, we need some services. For the the, uh, the city's response to that was we investigated ourselves and we found no wrongdoing. What? I don't. It, it's absurd that you would say that there was ever any drugs or any death or any any weapons in our Northbridge shelter ever. No, we looked into it. We didn't find it. So those, you're you're all wrong. Were those pictures fake? Uh, that don't believe your lying eyes. I they, think that was the other part of the They were AI generated. Right. <laughs> AI got us again. Right. Hey, you never know these days. Uh, Ken has been waiting patiently on whole West Austin. Good morning to you, Ken. Hi, Ken. Good morning. How are you, how are you guys doing? I, I always appreciate the, uh, the information that you bring up because it's really important for the people of Austin to understand it. And with the Candlewood Suites, I'd just like to mention a few things. First of all, I'm a hotelier retired and I, I know all about this project, and I believe Flanagan was not the council person at the time, but he knew about it, and he knew about the overvaluation, and I would really like to know who made the freaking commission off of that thing. The other thing that they don't remember is that just because you open it doesn't mean the, the funds are stopped. You still have to pay for that place. Oh, yeah. I mean, it cut, it's going to cost three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year to do it. And when you're bringing up the question of are, should they have requirements, well, absolutely. I mean, what is your goal? What is your long-term goal with these people? Are they supposed to just live there forever and, you know, you don't worry about it? You should have long-term goals on, on those people who are going there and either finding them jobs or getting them mental health or drug help or whatever it should be. And it's not just, you know, put them in there and everything is going to be, uh, is everything's going to be rosy, everything's going to be good. By the way, they, and if I remember correctly, they're not going to have kitchens in there either. So I don't know what they're going to do for food. And I think the first time somebody fires up a hibachi in the hallway, I think there's going to be a problem. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they've been doing. I'm not, I, you know, there's a lot of questions. There's not a lot of transparency. And I think it's a big boondoggle personally. 100% agree, Ken. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, you know, their goal is not necessarily, well, they think that the reason people are homeless is because they were unhoused, right? They call them unhoused the, now because the, something was done to them, right. uh, economic forces or, you know, uh, oppressor, oppressed factors, whatever the case may be. It's not their own fault. It can't be because they have mental health problems. It can't be because they have drug and alcohol problems because something else. They are an oppressed class, right? So you have to put them up in, you have to, to fix that wrong. You have to right that wrong. And it's not, it's not their fault, right? They 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 just need a house over their head, and they're then then they are no longer homeless. It's not a state of mind or anything like that. It's a it's it's just they don't have the roof. And we know that the numbers. We know that the research shows that yes, there are a percentage of people like that, but that's a small percentage compared to the overall. And the fact is is that when you're looking at that, did they vet these? Are they vetting these people to find out if these are the ones that really have a problem where? You know, maybe they did have a, a problem during COVID and lost their job and lost their home, et cetera, et cetera, and do not have any family to help them. Maybe those are the people. And you obviously want to help all these people. The, 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 the point I have is that they're spending all this money for 75 people. You'd be better off giving each person $150,000 and a plane ticket to California, and you'd be better off with it. 
So, you know, what are you doing? How are you really spending your money to take care of these people? And it is a, it is a significant situation. And when you look at the research that they've done on it, yes, there are people like that. Yes, we should take care of them. Maybe this is a good way to take care of that small percentage, but is the, the amount of money that you're spending on it a proper way to do it, and are you vetting these people who are coming in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would certainly want to know that who, whoever, like say, as a, as a business owner, you know, Rupal Chaudhry has a, uh, a, a hotel right next to it. You have other business school nearby, uh, stuff across the street. I would want to make sure that whoever is going to be uh, put in there was was very thoroughly vetted and i doubt the city really did much i'm sure they did a little surface vetting but that's probably about it yeah and that's the question where's the transparency on it i mean you know just like you were talking before on on the oh there's no drugs etc etc you know how did they get that information because that's what's important uh not that we don't trust all the media these days and all what the government says but uh you know you really want to make sure that what you're doing is correct that this is the correct thing right and i think that's what's important for the city of austin to look at and it's a tough problem by the way mackenzie kelly if i remember correctly she inherited that thing she so did it wasn't uh anything that she pushed forward for either yeah and and she uh, that was I, I think right when she took office uh she was inundated and just bombarded with complaints correct. and and uh, concerns and and it was something that was set up before she even got there i think she handled it pretty well though I think she handled it great. I think she's a, a bright star on the city council, quite frankly. Couldn't agree more, Ken. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciate it. Uh, great call. And call us anytime. Have a great day. 512-836-0590 is the number here on the Todd and Oz Show. Let's head on up to uh, the beautiful city of Georgetown. Good morning, Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing great. And yourself? Uh, I'm doing just fine. A little windy and cold out here, but I'm going through it. Um, I think it's working like a fine oil machine, uh, 100%, just like the city wants it to. They're so, wasting our tax dollars. They're making a bigger and bigger entity and taking our money and our power away. And what they're doing is they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on each individual to put them in there, and they'll spend a bunch more every year to do everything else to keep them there. It's the way the city operates. So this is by design. No, no one really wants to fix the problem because if they fix the problem, then then uh, all these uh, nonprofits and and the, the homeless industrial complex will come crashing down around them, and everybody will be out of a job. And, and right, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Mark. Hey, take care, my friend. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is the number here on the Todd Nas Show. Homelessness is uh, is is never going to be solved, at least not with this uh, just bunch of. It's all ineptitude at Austin City Hall. This the city council. Not I'm not 100 percent across the board, but a good 90 plus percent of it is all ineptitude, and they're all making decisions to just to placate their 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 one individual district because they want to get reelected. They want to pander, sure, you know, so they can look like great human beings, but they're not doing anything good for us, and they're certainly not fixing the homes. We talked to Jamie Hammond the other day, yeah, you know, and, and he's talking about the 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 nightmare that is those homeless camps, sure, you know, and how some of them it's 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 basically a no go zone, you know, you. If you're if you're walking through there just uh, minding your own business and you, you stumble across the wrong path, that you know bad things are happening back there, and our city is letting it happen. Certainly, uh, overpaying on a hotel for seventy eight rooms ain't the solution. Sure, I get messages from people saying that you know they they live in a neighborhood where there are a lot of homeless camps nearby, and you know they start fires at night. There's there's crime that, that comes from there. It's it's a really bad situation for these neighborhoods. Uh, but wait, I mean, it was uh, I don't know what, six months ago or something like that, maybe less. Jesus Garza, interim city manager, said that it's gotten worse, mm-hmm. and we've spent all this money, and that was the reason why they wanted to do the 
this audit with McKinsey that has fallen through. Uh, unfortunately, we won't get that audit, but... It wouldn't know. have even been a full audit. I know. It would have just been a review. I and they, they wouldn't have shared the, the information, and Central Health edited everything, right. redlined the whole contract where it would have been totally uh, without teeth. But still... I don't know. It would be nice to see something. And some of the the, re, the reasoning behind uh, you know not wanting to move forward with that that contract with McKinsey, it was uh, because of some of the some of the organizations and groups that they they'd worked with before, including immigration and customs enforcement. That's one of the well, they worked with ICE. They they did some work for ICE, and and you know we we can't support that. They're they're separating babies from their 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 their, their parents at the border. Yeah, you know. They they don't want to work with them because of Purdue Pharma, you know, and I guess with the OxyContin thing, that one, that one, yeah, okay, fine. Why don't you just stay with that one because you, you sound less ridiculous that way? Sure, you have a legitimate argument. Yeah, Purdue Pharma helped lead to this horrific opioid uh, epidemic. That we yeah, have. ICE is just ICE, they, you know. And in fact, we we could use more uh, enforcement from them. There's there's other places that can do audits. It doesn't have to be them. Well, they will never just allow pick that. Someone else. They will never allow that. We have it. We have the office of the city auditor. They do a fine job. They do it for us. They'll look at us. Don't worry, Brad. We don't need to spend. We don't need to waste your money on 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 an outside audit. That's a waste of your money, and we're good stewards of the taxpayer. Said no council member ever. Nine thirty one on the Todd Nas Show. I'm Patrick Osborne. He's Brad Swale, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Five one two eight three six zero five nine is the phone number here. Uh, you're always welcome to give us a call. So, uh, did, you, did you pay much attention to the primary, the, the Michigan primary, Brad? Uh, I mean. I knew it was happening. Oh, okay, so so you weren't glued to your screen all night long. Uh, what the hell's the matter with you? No, not with not with that. No, Mm-mm. sorry, I missed I, it. I think there's a there, there may be a little trouble brewing for Joe Biden. What? Uh, actually, uh, the uh, second place in uh, the Democrat primary in Michigan goes to uncommitted. Come on. Of Democratic voters in Michigan, including many Arab Americans, choosing uncommitted on Tuesday's primary ballot instead of President Biden in protest over his foreign policy and support for Israel during the Hamas war. Historic numbers tonight to turn our anger and frustration into a unified message to Biden and his administration that we are not down with genocide. Members of the Council on American Islamic Relations calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, and they also conducted their own exit polling that the group says shows about 94% of Arab Americans in Michigan voted against President Biden Tuesday night. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. So it's not the Republican Party, the only one with a rift. It looks like uh, Joe Biden is, is not making a lot of allies in his own party now because of his own stance on uh, the, the Hamas-Israel war. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I still am confused as to why this is such, uh, uh, e- even here locally. I mean, we, we, see, we see at Austin City Hall these pro-Palestinian protesters, you know, who, who want a ceasefire, uh, demanding it, causing ruckus. You know, getting thrown out of council chambers, yeah, uh, or or going to the ballot in Michigan and voting for uncommitted. Sure. Um, what do what do these people think will happen if Joe Biden just magically comes out and goes, you know what, I support a ceasefire resolution now? You think Israel and Hamas are going to go, hey, everybody? Joe Biden says he wants a ceasefire, so uh, all weapons cease firing now. Well, I mean, you know, the 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 United States does provide quite a bit of foreign aid to Israel. It's not like there's zero influence, so. I mean, he could use his power to, 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 to influence the conflict, right? If, of course, if he says ceasefire now, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that anything's going to happen. But it, Joe Biden doing something about it, the federal government doing something about it, is, uh, uh, I don't know, miles of difference between 
that and the city council of Austin mm-hmm. doing saying something. No one cares about that. They, and I agree with Kirk Watson's stance on that. You know, he says uh, he he basically said. Some along that line, you know, that that nothing that we do here will change anything over there, but it will divide the city. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. We don't need any extra help from the city council on, on, on the division angle of things because they, they, they got that that they got that market cornered pretty well already. Yeah. Well, the with well, the, uh, the uncommitted, as you as you mentioned, that's a, a real threat to Joe Biden's nomination here. But I don't know if you heard, but Marianne Williamson is back in the race. She is unsuspended. Her campaign, the Crystal Witch. The uh, well, is she a witch? I, well, well, she she believes in crystals and that that metaphysical weird stuff, right? Is does she have? She does have some some magic. I think she's a magic girl. Something magical about her. I you know every time she speaks, it's very magical, and you know she's she's a gem, as she says. She's not a crystal lady. She's a gem. She's a gem lady. Yeah, but she no, has something to do with rocks. Not a gem lady. She is a gem. Oh, she calls herself a gem. But she still plays with crystals. She's not a crystal lady. She's a gym. But she plays with crystals. Get it right. I, I does she? I'm looking at a I'm video. Sorry, she man. does have. It looks like she has a crystal on a necklace around her neck. Whatever. She's maybe she's getting some positive vibes from that. Good for her. You can't fault a lady for trying to get a little extra edge. No, 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 no. I just fault her for thinking that she's her coming back into the race is necessary well, or of any sort of consequence to says, anything. She says that we have a fascist at the door. Right, of course. Oh, Donald Trump. That's of, right. Of course, referring to Donald Trump. That's right. And she's saying that that Joe Biden isn't doing enough. Right. He says that the economy is 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 booming, but it's booming for who? Right. It doesn't really say anything. There's people struggling to to put food on the table, skipping meals, stuff like that. Right. Uh, and so she's unsuspending her campaign. What effect will this have? So she says that she, like she actually she she revived the old fascist talking point. Like she I actually did, used that. I don't. Did she? I mean, I don't, did it ever go away? Well, I, you don't. I don't hear it as much. It's kind of shifted more over to Nazi these days. Well, I think that maybe it's just it's there, but you hear it so much, it's just you just glance over it, right? You skim past that because mm-hmm. you know it's crazy. But she's unsuspending, so I don't know. I don't know what happens if if Joe Biden, uh, I don't know, kicks the bucket. I'm not saying he. I want him to. I'm just saying it's a possibility. He's an old guy. Marion Williamson could be your nominee. Marianne Williamson, Kamala Harris ticket. How about that? I mean, the crystal lady. Imagine her Christmas decor, right? What the things that she would do at that White House. The uh, the crystal lady and the cackler. Uh, she's not gonna. She's not gonna pick Kamala Harris as her VP. Probably not. No. How likely do you think it is? All jokes aside, that that come November, Joe Biden's not the guy. And by November, yeah. What are the chances? Am I putting a number on it? Well, do you think that do you think that there is a, a high likelihood? I, mean, I would bet. I, I would uh, you know I would bet money, but I wouldn't bet a lot of money that he that he's not going to be. I'm well, not super sure, but I think there's a chance. You think he if he if he is the guy and he, he God forbid was reelected for another term, you think he makes it the full four years without having to drop oh, out? Or, no, he or, doesn't take no. If he just, gets elected, he's not making the full four years. I don't no, think so either. Of course not. I don't. I, I still am just. I, I'm. I'm having a hard time understanding why the Democrats want to go all in for a guy that I, I'm. He can't even do the job now. We've watched him get so much worse. He was already horrifically bad on day one at his job, and we watched him only get worse. I mean, his opening act was Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, and it's only gotten worse from there. But is him not being able to do the job? Is that a bug or is that a feature? Uh, what, what, what do you well, I mean, you could, you know, you and me, we could say, well, that's a bug. He can't do the job, right? He's that's a that's a fault. We need to replace him with someone that can do the job. Okay, but if you are, 
you know, I don't know, the, let's say the deep state or a bureaucrat or something like that, or the, those that are surrounding him as advisors, the people that, you know, all those people, well, maybe it's a feature because then you can kind of do whatever you want and you can control what he does. Huh. Right? I see your, yeah, I see your point. So is it a bug or a feature? I guess it depends on, on what side of the, the political the, the, what side of the fence around the, uh, the, the White House you're on. Yeah, fair enough. I, 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 I just, I, I, one thing I know for sure is that another four years of this guy would be the, the absolute worst thing that could happen to this nation. People could walk around all day long telling themselves that Donald Trump's a fascist and, and he wants to be a dictator. By all indication, the only one who really wants to plunge us into that sort of uh, tyranny is the guy that's currently sitting there in the Oval Office. And, and what, what do you, I mean, if it's been this bad and he still has you know, another term potentially, how bad do you think it's going to get when he's a lame duck? Well, or when he, if he, if he wins, and then we he keeps with Kamala Harris, which I think is the is what's going to happen, and then Kamala Harris is our president. Yeah, and nobody president wants that. Harris. Even Democrats don't want that. No. I mean, Democrats can stomach Joe Biden, but nobody, nobody on the planet can stomach Kamala Harris. She was a DEI installation and nothing more, and now we're reaping the consequences of that. Yeah. Period. She's, the, she's still the borders are allegedly, but but for for. Three plus years, she's been saying, "Well, we're we're trying to get to the root cause of all this migration." I'll tell you uh, what the root cause is. You're telling them, "Come one, come all. We'll open the gate and we'll give you free stuff." Yeah, we'll prioritize you over the men and women uh, who actually have a legal right to be here. Yeah, you can just jump over any fence you find. Uh, you, the, the Rio Grande's there, you know. If if you want to make your way across that instead, however you get here, uh, we'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, there's your root cause. That'll do it. That'll do it. And especially when nowadays you hear so many people uh, interviewed down there along the border by these reporters, you know, why, what are you fleeing? Why are you coming? Oh, I'm looking for work. I want a job. I want a better life so I can make some money. Yeah. Fine, man. Get in line with the rest of them because that, that's not, that's not a proper asylum claim. You just want job. You know how many millions of Americans want a job right now? Get in line. I think quite a few. Yeah. But they're going to be priority. So, so there's your root cause, Kamala. 946 Todd Nas Show, Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale. Phone number here if you'd like to join in. 512-836-0590. Brad, are they uh, oppressing people over at uh, St. Edwards University? St. Edwards University. That's a that's a university in Central Austin, right? It's right over there. Yeah. Well, and there's no way that a university in Central Austin is oppressing anybody, unless maybe you have the wrong opinion. Well, so according to uh, some students in the LGBTQIA++, did I get that right? LGBTQIA Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, according to some students there, uh, there was a flag that was uh, long, uh, a pride flag that had long sat in this on-campus coffee shop. They did some renovations. Flag was moved to a place they call Equity Hall, which doesn't sound like the worst place for it. Sure. And now uh, hundreds of students have signed this petition demanding that the, that the pride flag be put back in this coffee shop, on-campus coffee shop, on a uh, private Catholic college. It just it, It's odd to me. Cave uh, you actually talked with, uh, with some of the students to get reaction. It's about what you expect. They took us from this huge part of campus where everybody goes and we were seeing and everything was visible and they're just shoving us back into the closet. Uh, it, it, this, is, this is Austin, Texas, right? I don't think you're going to find more support anywhere in this state for who you want to be with your, with your pride flag than Austin. 
You're act- nobody's shoving you back in the closet just because they needed that space for, for after the remodel. So uh, hold on, Patrick. I I want to make sure I get this straight. They're doing some remodeling on the coffee shop. So Finish they, the remodeling, yeah. Right. Well, they wanted to they they wanted to take the pride flag down. They wanted to protect it, right? Construction workers are doing construction, whatever. It might get damaged. They want to protect the flag. Okay. Right? Okay. And where did they put it? Equity Hall. So there's a whole freaking Equity Hall, That's and right. you think that St. Ed's is putting you in the closet? That's right. <laughs> there, I, I would argue there is no more protected class, not only in this city, but really in this nation anymore, than uh, the LGBTQIA Disney Plus community. The haters I get it right that won. time? Uh, you got, yes, it was, you got it right that it was time. close enough, at close least. Enough. I think you got it right. It's too um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a real shame that these people feel that way. I don't know why this is such a big deal. It wasn't. It certainly doesn't seem like it was out of malice. And again, you have an equity hall where it was. I'm sure proudly displayed. But I don't really understand this whole idea of, of pride. I mean, I, I I take pride in myself and Patrick. If you don't take pride in me, that's okay, right? I might be interested. In, well, why not? Whatever, but okay, you don't. I still, I still am proud of myself. I'm proud of you, Brad. Well, thank you. That makes me feel good. You work, you work hard. We can end the show in this right town. now. Okay, we um, on that high note. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, why does why does everyone else have to be proud of this? Why does everyone else have to be a part of pride? Why can't it just be you guys can be proud and have your pride and do your parade or whatever you're gonna do, and that's fine. But why why am I a bad person because I don't have the flag up? The old school movement. Uh, was we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be accepted. And arguably, that happened a long time ago. Yeah, you're always going to have people that just have their opinions. Some of them uh, may be a little bit more aggressive than others, or some of them you, you may dislike more than others. You don't like uh, what some words they use or whatever. Uh, and you can always walk away because most people have accepted you long ago. You're not being forced back in the closet. Yeah. Just because they moved a pride flag because they needed to use the space after the the redesign. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know, maybe if they if they put the pride flag back up and it got damaged somehow, that would be a whole nother story. It's yeah. really a lose-lose at this point. But it, they're still serving you coffee mm-hmm. at the same price as everyone else. They're not charging you more, yeah. right? I don't think so. It seems like you got equal treatment here. Well, I... I, I, I you're looking at these things logically, and there's your fatal flaw, Brad. Oh, maybe, You're not allowed to use these, logic in these sorts of discussions. Maybe some of these kids are listening to the show, Patrick. You know, you don't, you just don't know. If they know what's good for them, they do. They should be blasting this on the PA system at St. Ed's, in that coffee shop at the very least. I hear we got a billboard up on campus somewhere. The, yeah. the Tottenham's billboard? There's a, the, occasionally, there's, it says at the bottom, occasionally featuring Brad Swale. If there's only one, that's you're, you're doing a disservice. Well, it, it's only one there. Yeah, we well, got them all over the place. You need several. I got like six on like a Mars. I hear the I hear that the coffee shop has some extra room for a display. Right, right. Uh, I just I, I, I think this is ridiculous. It, it's it's almost like kids nowadays are actively looking for something to be upset and offended by and infuriated by because they feel empowered by their own victimhood. Yeah, and there's nothing empowering about being a victim, especially when you make yourself into a victim. It's actually kind of Unbecoming, it's an unbe- unbecoming trait. Yeah, well, I mean, they're also not victims. In, in no, they're this. not. It's not. A, it's the, there's no crime that's happened. You're not a victim of anything. It's just look. There's not a flag up there. Yeah. All right, calm yeah. down. Go to your equity hall and you'll find it. I promise. Yeah. Or to your dorm room or your parents' house. Probably the f- flag you have on the sticker on the back of your car, or hanging from your rearview mirror, or any number of the dozens that you could go walk out and look at right now. Because I, I guarantee you, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Stop whining. Yeah.
Yeah. Endo rant. Yes. Did you hear about this 10-year-old kid in Mississippi that got arrested because he, he peed behind his mom's car? What? <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. Uh, 10-year-old son sentenced to adult probation. What? For public urination last year. Uh, Latanya Eason is the mother. She's filed a lawsuit against the police officers who arrested her son, claiming their actions amounted to excessive force, and they inflicted physical and psychological injury. Young man's name, third grader, uh, Quantavius Eason. He was arrested, charged as a uh, child in need of services. After being caught, going the old number one behind his mom's car. I mean, Patrick, how many times did you go on a, a road trip? Not even a road trip, whatever. You're a kid. You don't, you know, kids do this. They, they forget to go to the bathroom before they leave the house. Yeah. Right? And you just pull over the side of the road. You open the door and you just you use the door and the road to sort of, you know, hide yourself. And you just go pee on the highway. I thought, I thought we still did that. We don't? I do it on the way here every time. Yeah, I do too. So I, I have to stop on, uh, I don't, on 183. Uh, I would love to hear the the police explain why a 10-year-old boy, I mean, certainly they, they've met other 10-year-old kids that need to go to the bathroom, right? What's the problem here? It, it's just, it's, a, it's extremely absurd. He was a third grade kid, arrested, put in a police cruiser, taken to a local jail, kept in a cell for about an hour, charged in youth court with child in need of services, sentenced to three months probation, the terms of his probation included that he submit to drug tests what? at his probation officer's discretion. Ban the boy from possessing any weapons and a strict 8 p.m. curfew. Quantavius would also have to write a two-page report on the late basketball player Kobe Bryant. What does that have to do with anything? Why are they doing this to this what? poor kid? Wait, he, has to, he has to do homework on Kobe Bryant? He has to write a two-page report on Kobe Bryant. Is Kobe, because he peed behind his mom's car in public. I mean, you think what does that, that have to do with Kobe? Maybe if you wrote a two-page report on R. Kelly, <laughs> but Kobe Bryant doesn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> well played, Brad. Well played. It was way better than the joke I was about to drop. Well, it was way better. I'm, gonna, I'm just going. I can't follow that one. That's. I'm sorry for Quantavius. We've all been there as adults and children. That's a shame. This kid does not deserve adult probation because he had his his bladder was full and the, and the store told him we don't have a public restroom. Just the cop just said, "Hey, kid, don't pee there. That's it's done. Why you got to do this?" That's the kind of thing that cops do. That makes people uh, that, that that makes people say some of the things that we sure. that we've heard them say. Yeah. Uh, do better, APD. If you're listening, don't 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 arrest a kid if he's ten for peeing behind his mom's car. Yeah, it's just not a good look. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit smartairaustin.com.